Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next live interview. I love having the opportunity to do these interviews because I get to meet such interesting people. And our guest today, Andy, not only has a great story to share, but also what I'm excited about is hearing not only his journey as he's decided to start his wonderful business, Compassion Co., but really hear kind of the story behind it. What was the driving forces and also how he has been pivoting. As always, we love to talk about how times have changed the way we have done things, whether it's the way we've lived our lives, way we have managed our businesses or a little bit in between. So hopefully we're going to spend some time today talking about not only the journey, but how Andy has been really making some amazing changes and refocusing, shifting, and bouncing back in these uncertain times that all of us are navigating through. So I'm really excited to welcome our guest today, Andy. Welcome to our session. Uh, thank you for having me. It's so nice to talk to another human being. <laughs> I know it's a really kind of an interesting day now where, you know, we're, we're still we're probably pulled apart that sometimes it's hard to meet new people or reconnect with people. I mean, even before our session today, we realized that we had met potentially years ago in New York. And it's so nice to be able to use these tools like this, like going live and interviews so that we can talk to each other and kind of check in, see how each other's doing and also share our stories. So I'm really glad that we're able to do that. So let's talk a little bit about your background. Let's introduce you to our audience if they don't already know and love you. Um, so let's give them a little bit of background. How long have you been vegan? And maybe share a little bit about your vegan journey. Sure. I have been vegan for, I just hit my 13-year vegan anniversary. And I, I wish I had some amazing, amazing light bulb moment story thing to do. Honestly, it was as simple as just one day I was on tour with my my band at the time and half of us were like, we should stop eating meat. And there wasn't any like big like moment or anything. And we just did. <laughs> and then and then a few months later, we toured with a band that was vegan. And I was like, they make it look pretty easy. So I'm just going to do that now. Uh, you know, it wasn't some some like big, big, huge moment. But it, it was funny because it just did it and never looked back. I don't think anything's wrong with that. As they say, when you know, you know. And it's mm -hmm. nice when you say, hey, this is this is right for me. And you make that decision. So I think that's um I think that's a great story um as well because it shows that you made the decision and you stuck to it. You made the decision, Absolutely. you start connecting with other vegans and and that's important. That's big as we as we all navigate life. Um so I think that's great. Now you sprinkled in the idea of the band, you know I have to ask. <laughs> Give us maybe a little bit of background. You know, do you still perform? Do you sing? Do you play instrument? I'm nosy. Sorry. <laughs> sadly, sadly, I I have not performed in quite some time. Um, but the this band that I was in started in high school and it persisted all the way through college. And it really kind of laid the groundwork for the type of lifestyle that I live now, which is largely on the road. Um, but yeah, I was I was the the lead front man. I wouldn't call it singing exactly. I was more screaming and jumping around, but just having a good time. Uh, and so so that was the thing that I thought I was going to do with my life full time for a very long time until, of course, you know, things things change and evolve and people's interests change. But um, I spent a long time, uh, you know, touring full time and all over the US, Canada, the UK. 
So that 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 was like my my entrance into veganism and radical politics also came from that as well as just a love of traveling. Nice. So you have a love for travel. I'm also hearing, obviously, there's a creative spirit in you as well, um, being able to perform and so forth. So from that background, what made you start Compassion Co? What what was the driving force? What was maybe, give us some of that history on, on why you started your business. So I was vegan for a few years at the time, and I was simply just looking for clothing that was message wear that I that I could, you know, wear for myself to kind of promote that message to insert a little bit of activism into my everyday life. And unfortunately, at the time, there just wasn't anyone making the clothing designs that spoke to me personally. Uh, you know, like right now, there's actually a ton of really great vegan clothing brands out there. Uh, and back then, which was nine years ago, wow. there, there was only a few people doing it. And most of them, it didn't really speak to me. And I had a very specific aesthetic in mind. And I had a very specific messaging style in mind that was like fun, maybe a little bit snarky. And a lot of what was out there was either too, too soft for me, like too just kind of like I heart tofu, or on the other end of the spectrum, very aggressive. Like I remember seeing a shirt that said like, you can't eat meat with a broken jaw. And I'm like, Ooh, that, you know, uh, not for me, not for me. Clear message. In my mind. <laughs> In my mind, that doesn't start a productive conversation. Maybe it does. Who knows? But so I had friends just by virtue of the band. I was the guy in the band that did all the the other stuff, the tour booking, the, the merch ordering, all of that. So I had friends who were artists. I had a friend that would do the screen printing. And so I already had most of the infrastructure already in place just by virtue of living this life for so long. And I just had to figure out how to do it as a legitimate business, you know, like as, as a band, you're not really paying taxes on every shirt you, you sell. So I had to, I had to do that. I had to like, take a, <laughs> hopefully we're past that statute of limitations, but uh, you know, I had to like actually go and take classes, chamber of commerce and like figure all that stuff out. Um, but yeah, that, that's the background it was simply, there was something I wanted and it didn't exist. So I just sort of made it happen. And, and the other thing was that a lot of the shirts I was seeing were you know made in sweatshops using not quite so eco-friendly materials and i just felt like as as vegans we have to do better than that and extend that ethic the vegan ethic throughout the entire chain of production so from the start everything i did was sweatshop free and usa made i used organic or recycled materials i used water-based inks because I just, I just felt like if I'm going to produce something, I might as well produce it to the highest possible standards that I can, that I can muster up. Perfect. I think that's really important is, um, you know, bringing those standards into our businesses. I think that's one of the things a lot of times people say, like when they think of a vegan business, they always think of like a food-based business. But to me, it's really what makes a vegan business unique is that as vegans, we bring a lot of those things that we're passionate about, the things that we care about. So the things that you were talking about, we're bringing in those standards into our business and we make sure that those standards drive not only the experience for our customers, but the impact of our business, You know that we're not buying products that are continuing a cycle that we don't want to contribute to. 
So I'm really happy to hear that you were doing that and commend you for doing that, especially nine years ago when it might not have been as in vogue um, as it is today. So let's, I guess, hit the fast forward button. You've given us a little bit of background on starting the business and kind of learning and, and getting it going. But talk to us about today. Let's talk about 2020. Let's talk about where you were, maybe let's do a compare and contrast. Let's talk about where you were in the beginning of the year and then start to bring me towards where you are now. How has how has life changed or what's been the contrast? It's been a drastic change. So uh, a- as the company kind of grew, I-, I quit my day job and was doing Compassion Company full time. And a big part of that was going to VegFests. And, uh, you know, at first I would do a little weekend thing here, there. And eventually I was just on the road so much that I started traveling full time. I actually moved into my van, uh, which which is just a lifestyle that I absolutely love. And so for the last couple of years, including at the beginning of this year, my lifestyle has been traveling full time. It's been a, a different veg fest almost every single weekend of the year. And that has really had really become a main part of my business strategy. And then all of a sudden this pandemic hits and the first thing to go are these large events, these large veg fests, you know, like one of my next events that I was supposed to be doing at that point, I was out in LA and I was going to be doing vegan street fair, which is like the biggest vegan event in, in the U S if not North America, if I remember correctly. And it's a huge source of revenue for myself and so many people. And then all of a sudden, after you've done months of preparing and making new designs and new displays, and all of a sudden, it gets it gets canceled. Very understandably so, of course. But And then I just saw the dominoes falling of every event that I had. I had events lined up and paid for for months. And all of a sudden... The, you know, in my head, I'm like, I know I'm going to make this much this weekend and that much that weekend. And I can plan for all these things. All of a sudden, all of that is gone. The rug is pulled out from underneath. And, and so I had to, to pivot in a number of ways. One was I had to find somewhere safe to be. You know, I was, I was out in like Hollywood, you know, like sitting in a Whole Foods catching the Wi-Fi out there. And, and then all of a sudden you read that I'm in like the epicenter of like the, the COVID outbreak out there. And you're like, all right, I need to get out of here. So, so life for me now, I'm uh, staying with my partner in a, in just outside of Atlanta, but for someone that spent all of my adult life traveling now, I don't leave this like three mile radius. Mm -hmm. Often there'll be many days when I don't leave the house except to go for like a nice long walk or something. And so this, this kind of everything's changing every day is a different experience and you're traveling somewhere new and a new veg vest, all of a sudden, all that's gone. And I'm just here with my computer and yeah. sending out mail orders uh, every day or every other day or so. So How has that it, it, adjustment been like emotionally? Because I think we forget sometimes how much, you know, as business owners, we're like, we forge ahead, we make it happen, we make it work. But there's that emotional side we have to deal with sometimes. And how did that feel when you kind of felt like you had the world in front of you and now you're like in a shoebox kind of feel, if, if I can describe it that way? Sure. I mean, you know, so... Some of the things that I miss when I'm on the road are constant like human companionship, being able to cook in like a nice big kitchen, certain stabilities. So some part of that I I am really relishing and and loving that ability to just kind of chill out and reconnect with like a love of cooking and all of that. Uh, So that part has been great. 
But just yesterday, I, I had to look through some old posts to find some pictures. And I was like, wow, early this year, I was hiking in the Rockies. And then I was seeing starfish on the coast of Oregon. And then I was down in San Diego. And all of that happened in the span of like two months. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I haven't really moved from where I am for months at this point. And it's, I don't know if depressing is the right word, but it's kind of like, I, if I wanted to go do that right now, I, it's not a possibility. Like traveling is not a thing right now. So it is, it's, it's like waves of, of like intense focus on uh, the company or my podcast and feeling so much satisfaction in that. And then kind of those waves of despair. That's like this, this, this isn't just us kind of waiting out a couple of months. This might be the rest of our lives or a couple of years before big events come back and you start thinking, should I be training for a whole new path or should I keep sticking it out and trying to innovate? So all of those things like are going through my mind mentally, like every day. It's just like waves every day. How do you manage that? Are you like a big yoga person or you do take a walk? Like, how do you manage? Because I know for a lot of us, we do keep it in our heads. So how do you get it out? I well, so a walk, an hour long walk every day, at least, if not two is like a crucial part of my routine every day. Uh, if, if only to catch up on like podcasts I want to listen to, but just like to have a time when I am not in front of a computer, I'm not on my phone, and I can just sort of like think about things and get that exercise that my body needs. That is that is 100% a huge part of coping with that. And I also recently picked back up gratitude journaling. I, that's mm. something that I found has like been really helpful and just sort of kind of reframes how you're thinking about things and you start to think about things in positive ways instead of negative ways. So I would say those are the the biggest things that I do just for self-care. Then also just communicating with loved ones and checking in with people uh, is a big part of that as well. Perfect. And you know, I appreciate you indulging me with this side of questioning. I know we spend so much time on the business side, but I, I love when we talk about you know, who we are as business owners, as business leaders, you know, how we get through these things. Cause for a lot of people, they're struggling as well. Or a lot of people who watch, um, these series and our podcast, you know, they, they're struggling mentally about how much their life has changed. I just want to do a quick shout out. We had a couple of people say hello. We had, um, Himanshu said hello to us. So just wanted to say, um, hello back. Um, Rachel said starting a business is hard, gave you a big congrats. So I just wanted to make sure you saw that, um, hug that was being sent over your way. Um, and then while we were kind of just talking, it's coming in as LinkedIn user, but I think that's okay. Someone was giving you a little bit of awesome. Um, and thanks for sharing. So it's always good when, as we're doing these live, I love to really acknowledge everyone who's been contributing, but also I think it's nice to to see how many people are really resonating with your story. So let's talk a little bit about the business. Let's talk about the shifts that you made. Let's talk about what you had to do differently. Um, and kind of, if you were doing veg fest, what shift or changes did you make in your business to kind of keep your business afloat during these times? So it's, it's as simple as shifting everything online. I, I mean, I'd, I've always, always had an online store, but, you know, when I very first started the company, I thought it would be as simple as make some designs, put them online and people will buy them. And the first night I put them online and I posted on like my Tumblr and Facebook and I woke up to like three sales and I was like, OK, this is this is a lot of work. And I think it's only gotten like harder since then. And so 
you know, uh, originally when Instagram was just sort of the, the chronological order, it was a real easy way to get sales and connect with your customer base and your friends and fans. And now with the algorithms and all of that. So I've had to I'm currently working on like revamping my online store in general because now I want it to look like I take as much pride in that as I did my VegFest setup, which was something I love to work on. And then also just kind of figuring out how to do online advertising and and making sure that I'm not missing days without posting and things that before I felt like I could just be like, ah, whatever, if I don't post for a week, it's fine. The next VegFest is around the corner. And now there isn't that. And then I've also just been working on doing more like special promotions and collaborating with other clothing brands in terms of like advertising and doing shirt swaps and just like the 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 vegan shirt community, the vegan clothing vendor community, uh, a lot of us are very tight knit. And so we are always kind of figuring out ways to help promote each other. And so now instead of chatting all together at the VegFest, we're all online in Facebook groups and group chats and DMs and like figuring out, hey, you want to trade a shirt? I'll post it here. We'll do this and promote each other's sales. So those have been some of the the biggest kind of pivots and strategies is just really trying to maximize how we're making use of our social media and 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 putting more focus on that than ever before. Now, you mentioned social media and how you're doing things differently. Have you found that you are posting different? Meaning because of our current environment, not only because everyone is going online, because in especially in the US, we have all this politics and all that noise kind of in the social space. We have social media being used for, you know, to raise awareness about, you know, social injustice. Have you been using social media differently? Have you been kind of approaching it differently um, with kind of this new um, kind of space where all of us are kind of in the same playground, (laughs) but doing different things? Has it been different or has it been more the same and you're just maybe being more consistent? So I think that a lot of the like political aspect of veganism, and and I would say veganism is in and of itself political, uh, it's a social justice movement, has been baked into the company from the start with the things like making sure it's switch up free and all of that. And then over the years, I've also gotten, I've just, I've, I've learned that it's important for me to be outspoken on certain things. And especially in terms of like body liberation and making sure veganism is representing all body sizes by offering, you know, three, four X clothing, extra small clothing, things. A lot of people, I I wish more companies would do things like that. And so I feel like just by virtue of focusing more on my social media now, I'm talking about it, but I don't think it's like anything I'm doing now is not like out of the ordinary. It's not like, Oh, Oh no, I need to start talking about this thing now but it might just be amplified more or might be happening more just because I'm now spending so much more time in that space as opposed to just kind of meandering and posting a shirt here and there. Got you. And do you feel like you're spending more time like on the marketing strategy, not just with social media, with email marketing? Like, are you feeling like, you know, you're trying to build a degree around digital marketing these days since many of us are being, well, many people are being pushed in this new direction. Like, do you feel like you're, you're, you're headed that direction, you're digging in and diving deep, or do, are you more of a person that's kind of like, I go with the flow and, and see how things go? 
I'm trying not to be as much of a go with the flow person in this regard, in this moment. So I have been doing more just reading up on social media strategy and, you know, how to handle ads and how to, to quantify and use hashtags and all of those things. So it's definitely inspired me to learn more on that and actually have posts and email blasts like scheduled much further in advance than I normally would. Normally it's like, uh, yeah, I guess I should promote this new shirt that I have coming out. Okay, take a picture, post it the next day. And now it's much more regimented out. So uh, I have been paying a lot more attention to that and, and trying to educate myself. And I s certainly still have a lot more to learn in that regard. But it's been fun and interesting to experiment and see what works and like what doesn't work. Have you had anything that's been an aha moment? I always love to share with people, you know, when you start doing things differently, managing your business differently. Sometimes it's those things that like, oh, I wish I had known what I know now, like two months ago or three months ago. Is there any aha moment or anything that you learned kind of either about yourself or your business that you maybe want to share with our audience to help anyone out that's maybe following in your footsteps? They're transitioning to the retail space. They're kind of going in from VegFest into online that you would maybe give to them as a little bit of advice. So I think there's probably two things. The first is more of like an internal thing, which is if you're like me and your business, you're like, I'm a sole proprietor. I rely on screen printers and artists and all of that. But the day to day is me and learning to be okay with maybe not hitting a deadline or something and not feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. And that if you're having a bad day mentally or productive wise, it's okay because tomorrow is another day and and learning i'm still working on it but like learning to be kind with myself on that aspect of things is really crucial because if i don't i find that it's you just kind of go down that hole of like well i couldn't get this done today and tomorrow's gonna be bad and and just learning to be kind with yourself and the other thing that's more practical honestly is just like really utilizing hashtags there's like services out there that'll tell you which hashtags are you know like high high competition everyone's using this hashtag and you're probably not going to get a lot of value out of it but these are like the mid-tier and the low tier if you hit on those things and just like learning to start really dropping in a lot more of those targeted hashtags that are not like the super general thing on your instagram post i have found has increased traffic on the post that i've been starting to actually pay attention to that too so i i would say this is a practical tip that's something that is you can't overlook the value of a hashtag for discovery Nice. So you're saying I shouldn't just put people, everyone shouldn't just put vegan, vegan, vegan on every, <laughs> every post. I mean, that's my go-to is like, okay, hashtag vegan, hashtag vegan shirt, hashtag compassion go done. And now it's like, oh no, there's all these other things you can make use of. <laughs> but I mean, I will say if you, if you hit on the hashtag vegan and you get put into the feed, the value is immense. Obviously it's just like much more of a lottery to hope you, you get that traction on it. Yeah. And I love the idea. I think when we were running businesses and especially from a marketing standpoint, I'd love to have multiple strategies. I mean, it's nice to have that lucky strategy, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's also great to have these kind of marketing tactics that you do that help you build your business over time that builds like the building block. So even when you get lucky, you have a little bit of a, a balance between the things that constantly deliver and then the lucky blips um, that can help, you know, help kind of create those um, exciting things happening in our business. Now you mentioned 
earlier that you were doing some collaborations, you were doing some bundles, you were doing different things to drive sales. Um, I know our audience loves deals and I love deals too, personally. <laughs> Is there anything that you're working on right now or you're going to be kind of planning or baking into the process that people should think about, especially if they are in the market for some shirts or clothing apparel? Sure. Uh, so, you know, lately I've been experimenting with bringing back old designs. Part of my model has always been not to keep a design around for more than one or two years. There's there's like one or two designs that are just kind of always be my flagship that I'll still stick around. Uh, but the, the, the negative side effect of that is, of course, people see a shirt they love and they're like, hey, can I get it? And I'm like, no, sorry, it's gone. I, I hope that spurs people to get it when they want it, when they first see it. Um, but as an experiment, as something that doesn't require me to like pay pay for new artwork or anything, I've been bringing back old designs, but only doing them as limited like pre-orders. So I'm only going to make as many as people actually order. So it's not like a big risk. And so I've just been experimenting with like fun ways to do that, whether it's like a price discount or adding a bunch of stuff on, like bundling it to make it a little more enticing. So like right this very second, if people are listening, it uh, if people are listening to this when you know when it like streams live or the next couple of weeks i am doing a pre-order of uh, a really old design um and for those doing a live stream you can see it the honey belongs to bees with some bees and some sunflowers and it's being bundled with like a brand new not your hive not your honey sticker and a honey belongs to bees button and a packet of wildflower seeds that are really great for helping you know bees to feed the bees and so that's like a pre-order that I'm doing right now. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm about to drop a bunch of Halloween things sometime mm -hmm. in the first week or two of September, depending on when they come in to me. So th those are the things I'm most excited about. But yeah, getting in on those pre-orders because it's something you can get now and you won't be able to get in a couple of weeks. Um, it's exciting to me. I hope it's exciting to other people. Oh, I think people are excited. I have to tell you that we already had a request come in while we were going live here to bring back one of your shirts. I love that. Um, that someone's saying that their shirts weren't out and they love it. So um, it definitely sounds like people are really interested. Thanks so much, Eat for the Future, for jumping in and, and, and getting in your, your request. <laughs> The other thing is uh, we still, I don't know why it's not coming in as the actual user, but I definitely love that someone is saying that they're all excited about the old design. So it sounds like you definitely have hit a chord with people who are interested in some of your old designs. And also it's nice to see that many of the people that know and love you are watching us live here and are really excited about um, the, the work that you're doing. So I'm, I, I get excited when I see that as well. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the business. We talked a little bit about kind of the shirts, the designs, but you're also a podcaster, right? So yes, should we spend a little bit of time letting everybody know about this other hat that you wear <laughs> that, you know, how you contribute and do amazing, other amazing things in our, our vegan community? Sure, I would love to. Uh, so the Bearded Vegans started five years ago. It's me and my best friend, Paul. And it, it has grown to be the thing that is like the most rewarding thing in my life and where I put all my creative energy for the most part. And so we put a new podcast out every single Wednesday. And we it's not a place to be like, this is how you go vegan, but it's a place to explore what it means to live a vegan life. And so it's long form conversation between me and Paul. Occasionally we'll bring in some guests and interviews, but it could cover any range of topics 
like one of our biggest kind of like our, our vegan bread and butter is having discussions about like uncomfortable ethical gray areas within veganism. And a lot of it is like the things that you're having, you know, every, all the vegans are talking about with each other, which is how do we feel about, you know, impossible foods testing their impossible burger on animals? And, yeah. you know, does the amount of animals that could potentially save weigh out that harm? And, you know, th those types of conversations, things where maybe there isn't a black or white answer. We really love to dive into those things. We'll talk about issues within the vegan community. We'll do like reviews of vegan documentaries and like kind of things that fall in that. So it's not vegan 101, but it's it's we hope that it's a place that we can create a sense of community, especially for people that don't have a lot of vegan friends. And it all sounds very serious, but we have a very fun time while we do it as well. And occasionally we'll talk about some vegan food and restaurants and things like that. So it, it's been a, a joy to do for as much as much as it is very hard work as well. Yes, it's podcasting. We were talking about before the interview how it is definitely hard work, but I am sure the community really appreciates it. And it's nice to have a place, like you were saying, where we can have internal discussions and talk about things that we are wrestling with. We're trying to figure out, you know, how do we move forward or how do we resolve it? And sometimes you have to talk it out to be able to move forward. Um, and it may not mean you have the answers, but just having a space or even hearing other people's talk, other people talk it out. I think it's good therapy for, for many <laughs> of us um, that are out here trying to, you know, trying to make it in this, in this traditionally non-vegan world um, that we're kind of navigating through. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate your podcasts as well. So oh, let's give everyone, if they wanted to listen to the podcast. Um, where should they go social media wise, website wise? So, uh, you can go to thebeardedvegans.com If you, if you've never like tried to listen to a podcast before, that'll give you the links that'll show you the way. If you are familiar with podcasts, we're on all the major platforms. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we also, yeah, thebeardedvegans.com will just have like a, a streaming thing just right there in the website for you to listen to. And again, it's a new episode every single Wednesday. If you, because now being five years in, we have a lot of episodes. I know that that can be very intimidating to a lot of people. And as you know, listeners of podcasts know they evolve over time. Maybe the first episode isn't the best sound quality, and uh, they haven't figured out what they're doing yet. But we actually started. We did. We created like a start here playlist where we picked our four. Fit maybe favorite, but episodes that we think are really good starting places that give people a good idea of the types of conversations they'll get. And so you can go to uh, Spotify, you'll find that playlist there. If you just scroll through the list, you'll see those things. And that's a good way to break in and get an idea of what we're about and see if we're like a good fit for you. Perfect. I love that you're putting those episodes together because yeah, it's, it is hard to kind of manage that backlog. Um, so it's nice to have a, a place to know, like start here, um, kind of feel. So as we're wrapping up the interview, I just realized we're about 30 minutes in, we're having so much fun here. Um, I always love to ask my guests, you know, anything that you want to share with the audience, anything, especially as many of us are thinking about what is the rest of the year going to look like? Um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, earlier, some of us thought this is just going to be temporary. We just had to ride it out for a couple of weeks. And then we we're like, maybe a couple of months. And now we're realizing it may be a little bit longer. And for most of us, it looks like it's definitely going to be the full 2020 um, that we're going to be managing through this. 
Um, so I don't know if you have any recommendations or any thoughts about how you're going to be approaching the rest of the year and any advice you may have for others as they're trying to navigate the, the rest of kind of 2020. Mm, that is a big question. Uh, you know, I, I think for me, what I think that we all need to be thinking about is uh, not looking for heroes, not looking for saviors and realizing that like we, we are all the ones that are going to get ourselves through this. And so figuring out the ways that we can create community, that we can create a, a collective sense of care for each other. I think like, honestly, that's going to be the way forward, regardless of who's president, regardless of who our representatives are. Like the change happens on the ground. And that's true for veganism, as well as any social justice movement, as well as any sense of, of community and, and like community care versus self-care. All of that's coming from us. And so figuring out ways we can connect with each other. Um, I think that in the long term, that's what gets us through this pandemic, through the next pandemic and, and all the, the horrible stuff that is going on right now. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And if people want to get in connect want to connect with you, or I don't think we gave them the website for Compassion Co. and also the social media handles. Do you want to just give everyone that really quick, just in case they want to get in touch with you, or they want to, you know, look at maybe a couple of shirts that they want to recommend to a family or friend for the holiday season, because I know that's going to be coming up soon too. Um, let's maybe give them at least the link so they can check it out. Sure. It's nice and simple. It's just CompassionCo.com. So just CompassionCo.com. And it's CompassionCo on, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, which I barely use. And uh, the Bearded Vegans are also on Facebook and Instagram as well, just at the Bearded Vegans. Perfect. Anything else final you want to share with our audience as we wrap up today? I think that's it. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for, for having me on. Perfect. It's been a pleasure chit-chatting with you, catching up with your life and business and really all the great things that you're doing and kind of the inspiration that you've been giving us, especially about the idea of let's stop looking for all these heroes out there. Let's make sure that we are um, really part of that movement and we are the ones driving that change. So I'd love um, hearing a little bit of that inspiration and also keeping a little bit of that in my subconscious when I'm having one of those bad days, um, because I definitely feel like it's so important to remember our power and remember what we can do. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you everyone who watched us live. We love the comments. We love when you guys are participating and gals. So I really, really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I also want to say for any of my folks that watch this at a replay or you listen to this as part of our podcast, we love to hear from you as well. So hit us up with comments. We monitor them after the session. Um, we love to see what you're thinking, what you're hearing, what you, you know, hearing about how you're enjoying these sessions. We also love it when you give us a little bit of love or a like or a thumbs up. Um, those are wonderful as well. That keeps us going, keeps us motivated. And it's also just a nice thing to see, especially nowadays with some of the gloom and doom in the headlines in the news. It's nice to know that our community is enjoying these sessions. So we really appreciate it when you like and give us thumbs ups on these posts. So thank you everyone for your time. Thank you so much, Andy, for spending some time with me today. And we'll talk with everyone later. Bye. <laughs>